This is episode 104. The ultimate deck podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at with your host, Shane Chapman and Way Lorette. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, yeah. The ultimate deck podcast. Let's go. My favorite part of that intro, actually, Wade, is the way that he says your name. Yeah. He says it way cooler than anybody else says your name. I don't know. What's your business partner's name again? Wade Lorette. This guy's like, though, and Wade Lorette. <laughs> like, you really like, I like it a lot. He put some spice on it. He does put yeah. some spice on a little it. sass. And I'm not used to, you know, the spice in the fall kind of catches you off guard. It's nice, though. Warms you up in the belly. Uh, the pumpkin spice is all gone now. Yeah. End, uh, of the, end of the pumpkin season. Yeah, it's Christmas time. Now mint. Starbucks had their Christmas cups out yesterday. <laughs> I have my Christmas lights up already. From last year. Nope. No, he put them up this year. No- November 1st. Halloween was Saturday. Woke up Sunday. Beautiful day. Thought, I remember how shitty this is to do in December. <laughs> when it's like, when it's cold and your fingers are frozen and the cables are all stiff and whatever yep. else. And you break all the clips and ugh. So I did it on November 1st and um, yeah. Have you turned them on? Yes. I figured they're up. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well turn them on. My neighbor, though, actually has had a Christmas tree up since early October. In his house, his Christmas tree is up and decorated for a long time already. Weird. Yep. It's strange. I, so I understand wanting to put it up on November 1st because it was a weekend and it was warm and like all those things make sense. Warm as the driver. Yeah. I... Like still personally, I think that the lights shouldn't be turned on until after November 11th. It's just like hmm. a little thing that I like, just okay. a little personal thing that I have. It's like, you give just put them, a rule on it. Yeah, yeah. Just like give the vets their, like give them that small window. It's two oh, yeah. weeks. We can get into the shit right now because <laughs> we don't need to. I just like, I actually don't put lights up, but I, so on November 1st, that same day that somebody on my Facebook said something very similar. It was, can we all just let the veterans have their day before we start with all the fa- all the Christmas posts on Facebook. Mm. And my position of that was is twofold. One, they chose they to go. Fought- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, Holy. they didn't. They were drafted. <laughs> they were drafted. They fought for our freedom to express ourselves. I agree. And at no point has <laughs> any- And I want to turn my lights <laughs> off. I have never, ever heard a veteran come out and be like, Listen, no Christmas lights till after November 11th. Like, it's not an issue for them. So why is it an issue for people who just like to find issues and things? Second of all... It's like guys who really need to define dinner and supper have an issue with it. Right, right? Right. I've actually started to change that. Second of all... I say supper a lot more often. It is not... They're not mutually exclusive. You can still honor one while... Wall. While... (laughs) That was not a Canadian accent right there. That was a Western Canadian wall. While having your Christmas lights up. Like, it's it's not impossible to to honor two things at once. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, no. And it's not like having my birthdays on Christmas. Having my Christmas lights up Mm. is extremely passive. It's not like every day I'm like going out there and bowing down to the Christmas (laughs) lights and be like, ah, look at the Christmas lights. Like, it's not, they're just on the house. What's the big deal? Right. So, anyways, and on. And I, I can also wear a poppy. I'm not wearing the Christmas lights on my heart. Oh, yeah. We should add our poppies on for this. I keep one in my So there's my rant. Yeah. There's my rant about the whole yeah. um, Remembrance Day. You like obviously aren't living in 2020. You cannot honor two things at one time. And you can't be friends if you don't vote the same. And right, yeah. So... Time to get with the times. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> to get so. with you the times. You can only be friends with people who vote like you, and you can only honor one thing at a time. I should probably leave. And there is black <laughs> and white. And Bryce, get it. the <laughs> out of here. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, Bryce. You ready? Do you have something you want to tell us today? Uh, See? Something else? This is really confusing me. No, yeah, no, I know. I just like, I'm ready if you are. You're ready. Okay, yeah, let's... Uh, <laughs> I told him he should line this up this morning so that I didn't catch him off guard. But okay. He wasn't ready. Go. He hasn't jumped in, so here we go. Just so you know, Mom. I'm working on something very, very big. Very important. You're going to be very proud. It's the worldly news. The worldly news for this week of November 7th. Uh, <laughs> or the end of November 1st. I don't know. 
Anyway, the worldly news. Bryce, what do you got for us today? Let's. Uh, did you know that you spelt that wrong? Did I? <laughs> you have the worldly news. Oh, no. <laughs> I put all that time into it. <laughs> it's also fairly wordly. <laughs> so, uh, wordly it's news. Wordly. I think this is appropriate the fact that it says the wordly news. There's only three goddamn words in the title. <laughs> yes. right? how, do you, how do you mess up 33% of them? <laughs> Pretty easily. So, uh, how much do you guys do you guys like Christmas oranges? Speaking of Christmas, oh I, yeah, yeah, mandarin oranges. Don't like them. But I believe oh, that they. Wayne says you're not allowed to have until after, after November, November 11th. 11th. So <laughs> that's the day. I actually, <laughs> this is hilarious, but I kind of think that they, they, well, they don't bring coronavirus. It came earlier, but they every year. <laughs> you know, they're generally year, from Japan, right? <laughs> yeah, you every, picked the wrong nation. Listen, every year when... The Why are they called Mandarin Oranges then? Christmas Oranges. We'll let him talk in a minute. <laughs> when the Christmas Oranges come over, everybody gets sick around that time of year. Mm. It could be Christmas. It could be the fall. It could be snow. It could be a multiple multiple things. But I think... But you choose to blame the Christmas Oranges. I blame oranges. the Christmas Oranges, so I don't eat you a lot grinch. of... You blame. I don't eat a lot of Mandarin Oranges because they make everybody sick. You can tell that Wade's a right wing. You got like... There's, that's a conspiracy for you. Yeah. That's oh. the oranges. It's the oranges make everybody sick. And then they put little chips in them. How much would you pay for the first <laughs> box of Christmas oranges? Like $5.99. $5.99. Well, <laughs> the first picking of Christmas oranges this year sold in Japan for, it was 100 oranges for $9.6,000. Why? It's not bluefin tuna, that's for sure. Well, so in Japan... The first of anything is considered lucky. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so they always auction the first picking or the tuna. Like tuna went for like 15,000. Yeah. So do a you, pound or something like do that. Do you eat the oranges when it's the first lucky box that costs yes. $9.6,000? You yeah. do eat them. Yeah. You beat the living snot out of whoever is in your house so that you can get the exactly. first one. It's 100 bucks an orange. Yeah, it is. $96 an orange. <laughs> Maybe it tastes really good. <laughs> Probably come, the same as the they come in this. They come in this dope box. Oh well, the box itself—that's worth a, that's worth at least a couple bucks there, bud. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you see it, Wade? No, I don't that's see a it. Solid box. I even have the thing up. There. That's delayed. You got to look at Bryce's actual screen. I can't because Bryce has got his back to us today. He's blocking everything. Right. I don't know what this little protest is about. Him refusing. You know to face what? Us today. <laughs> So freaking weird. God, you guys. I brought the wrong cord. I feel like we need to like show this on the Instagram how he's sitting I today. <laughs> Awkward as hell. This is a worldly news. This is the worst worldly news. What else you got? Expensive okay. oranges and California fairgrounds are keeping weed free by using goats. That is smart. You know, we have a similar strategy here, but we just use Canadian geese, right? Our parks keep trimmed with Canadian geese. Yeah. Yeah, they do actually. <laughs> Absolutely, so they bad. do. You ever been to like Willow Island or or the other island in the lake there? Like they're they don't mow those. No, those things don't. are kept golf green short by the geese boop, 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 boop. and fertilized. Yeah, I mean there's shit everywhere. Yes, it's that's so what I'm saying. Bad. It's like take your choice: long grass or shit everywhere. So, I'll take the shit, please. So there's a herd of goats with a guardian donkey because you oh, need a donkey yeah. to keep track of your goats. Yep. This is Hold true. on, say what? What's yeah, say, I, I thought <laughs> I thought you might find this interesting. Tell me the science. This is more interesting than the so goats. You need the a, you need a like a donkey keeps all the goats in line and protects the the herd from uh, predators from like coyotes or wolves or something. Yeah, donkeys are vicious, man. Donkeys, yeah, that's the only purpose they serve. I'm so is this sure. like a is this no, an actual and, thing? Like and Sherpas really like them because they walk stuff up to the top of the mountain. With yeah, donkeys. they're pack horses, right? Yeah. So like every goat farmer has a donkey in his herd. Is that like a yeah, if they're thing? like grazing, like open open field grazing. Only if they're grazing goats. Yeah, grazing goats. You ever seen those fainting goats? Those are pretty good. Once they scream. One. Those are amazing. You scare them and they drop. They're just like, ah! And they just they <laughs> flop onto their back legs, stiff yeah. in the air. Yeah. <laughs> we should get like one minute. for the shop. We should. We got a couple of people, uh, employees that are like that. <laughs> as soon as I yell at them, they freeze. That happens. Usually they're on their backs before you yell at them, though. <laughs> get up! Get working! What's the weirdest vehicle... That you would pull a snowmobile with, a bike, a bike. Some somebody in Wisconsin decided to tow, put their snowmobile on top of their Toyota Corolla and drive it down the highway. Oh yeah, I think actually that guy's bought a deck package from us before. <laughs> okay, just put it all on the top. I'll yeah. I'll get it home. Put so it beside the sled. 
the Wisconsin State Police pulled him over, and they were like, you can't do that, man, <laughs> and gave him a fine. Yeah. Well, good. Did he at least have it strapped down? I, yeah, through the windows. He had rolled the windows down. Anyways. <laughs> yes, just barely. <laughs> it was strapped down with one bungee cord, frayed yeah. bungee cord. Exactly. But it's okay because he held his arm out the window and held one ski. Yeah. <laughs> like, like moving a mattress. Yeah. That's all I have for the worldly news because of the election. Right. Because there is no other worldly news. Nothing We're, else There's is no happening. Word, wordly news. All right. Well, Wade, do you want to talk about the election for a minute? Nope. For 60 seconds? Absolutely not. Which election? <laughs> I really don't. I like <laughs> the one in Belarus. Yeah. Holy shit. What is going on down there? Yeah. That's all that really needs to be said is that there is a tire fire. It's unbelievable. Down in the States right now. You like, yeah. You thought I was a conspiracy theorist because of the Mandarin oranges. <laughs> <laughs> is that the, where they're hiding the votes? The fact that, yeah, exactly. The fact that all of a sudden you can have spikes in in polls they're like that's not normal you don't just inject four hundred thousand votes into the system all of a sudden so yeah it's pretty crazy down there anyway there's for sure some counting. explaining to do that's for sure <laughs> i'm yeah. not sure if anybody's going to try to explain it or if if, if they're all just going to pretend that nothing to see here <laughs> i feel i feel like the americans are really proud of the amount of people that are out even if they're not all people yeah even the dead people are voting in the U.S. right now. I'm, I'm pretty sure that happens every year. It's just no one notices it. it do, it's not the first time that's been brought up. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Right. Um, but I also find it interesting where they're like, they're, there's in a lot of counties, there's been a lot more votes than there were registered voters, yeah. voters too. It's like, yeah, we had 138% exactly. turnout. Good for you. You really engaged <laughs> right? with the public. Has anybody, uh, you look into this? You, yeah. Oh, well. Anyway. Not for me. Enough about that. Because... Um, <laughs> That'll get ugly, hurry. Uh, today's topic is how should you as a contractor spend your off-season? Mm-hmm. Right? I think it's that's what we agreed upon. Yeah, it's, it's like coming up right now. Off-season's just some people, it's right on the edge. Yeah, for us, it's we're winding down now. Like it's, uh, I mean, it's supposed to snow like crazy this weekend. We haven't seen any yet. Well, Saskatoon has. They're getting it Yeah, they're just morning. getting a little wee bit right now. So. Uh, Regina's supposed to see it tomorrow. So um, here we go. Pretty average year. Get some snow in November. And um, yeah, it's a little later than usual here, right? Usually Sometimes we get a splash in October. In October. Yeah. Yeah. Usually it doesn't stick around then, though. But this one looks like there might be enough that it's going to stay. <laughs> this one might. Stay. So now let's start planning for the winter. Um <laughs> Okay, so this is a whole list of things to do with your off-season, and so let's get to it. All right. Number you, one. You're numbering these? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we numbered Wh- them. Which way? Which way are you going to go? From we least important the to the one. Nope, important. No, these are not there's in no, order of importance. No important. These are all important, Brace. They're all <laughs> They're very important. <laughs> Don't take your off-season lightly. If they weren't important, we wouldn't put them on the list. Um, number one. Get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number one. Is that it? it? Well, this isn't, yeah, this, was, uh, this wasn't my idea, but he'll elaborate on it a little bit more. I'm deadpan serious. Uh, for many markets, they don't shut down. There is no off season. It may slow potentially. Yeah. But if you're down in Arizona, you're still building decks year round. In fact, your winter is probably the more pleasant time to build decks. Yeah, you should maybe build more then. Maybe your off season is actually in July and August. But even in, even in other markets and other colder markets, like where we are in Saskatchewan, it's probably one of the harshest winters you're going to find in a populated area, let's say. Yeah, we're not uh, none of it, right? We're not none of it. <laughs> but uh, a lot of guys here don't, a lot of deck builders here don't build year round. Framers yep. build year round, no problem. The odd deck builder builds year round. Uh, but for a lot of builders in the northern U.S. and Canada, they shut it down in the winter and they either go frame basements or do other types of reno work or they take it off. If they are uh, if they really did things well, they take the winter off and they go do whatever they want to do. Yeah, holiday in Mexico. What I think more guys should do is, is not just give in to the fact it's like, oh, winter's here, so therefore I shouldn't work anymore. It's okay to work in the winter. Go find some clients and keep... Keep trugging, trugging, trugging along, trugging along, trugging along. Yeah, put some clothes on, keep, wear some gloves. Keep it's pedaling okay. that bike, Mike. There, I've done it. It's not that bad if you dress for it and you get used to it. And, and there are a really some cold day, market. Like there are some days that are not good, right? For yeah, sure. Obviously, you set some limits, but yeah, you know when the when the batteries freeze and the air compressor won't run, like, uh-huh. those are good days to take off. 
But, yeah. but generally speaking, you can work through most of the winter. We have quite a few customers come in and say, you know, can we get the deck built in the wintertime? Yes, you can. You just yeah. need to find a contractor that'll do it for you. Yeah. Like yeah, you, I mean, you got to have, you got to set a, if, you, if you're in a climate like ours, where there's some days in February that are like, you shouldn't be outside, then don't work on those days, but that's not the normal, like the average temperatures yeah. in, in the winter aren't so cold that you can't work outside. Yeah. So number, number one is the option of just keep on working. So don't there's a few down. things to consider. Yeah, go ahead, Bryce. I was going to say like in Saskatchewan, as long as you don't have wind. Right. Like minus 35, I've been out, I've worked, I've worked outside eight hours and minus 35. Yeah. No very, problem. Very easy to do. 15 kilometer an hour wind on that. And it's like, you're done. Done. Go yeah. home. Big do, time. <laughs> do not be outside. But yeah, I always tell people that I was like, minus 40 isn't awful. No. Minus 40 with wind is awful. So, and generally in the winter, I feel like there's less wind than there is in the spring and summer here. Yes. Right? You're like, you have more calm days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Cold is cold. So I was going to say, one of the things to consider about building in the wintertime is everything's going to take a little bit longer, right? So you're going to have, like, it's going to take you longer to build the deck and it's going to take you longer to pack up at the end of the day and start in the morning and blah, blah, blah. So yep. maybe, maybe you're not as profitable in the winter. Like you maybe don't make as much money. Mm-hmm. You but know what's less profitable? But the alternative is zero. Not working. <laughs> right, exactly. Right? How many profits when you're not working? Yeah, so if you're at, like, if you're at zero... That's no good. Yeah. So, yeah. Number one, keep on working. Number two, you can tell this is Wade's. Have a drink. A drink. Uh, and I think where you're going with this is have a break. You, Just something. The yep. summers are usually for deck builders are incredibly hectic, especially this year. Yeah. Uh, you're flying by the seat of your pants the whole summer. You don't have two seconds to sit down and, and have a drink and take a break. Yeah. Uh, you're just trying to make hay while the sun shines and get this all, you know, cash in while you can and, and keep people happy because yep. people in the summer, they want their, they want the shit done. And so you're, you're working overtime. You're stressing yourself out when the season is, comes to an end, maybe just take some time to chill out for a minute, mm-hmm. take a vacation yep. on a normal year. Yeah, but even your vacation could just be like... It could be a staycation. Just don't work for a week or two. Yeah, go home and like be the first one to walk in the door at the end of the day. Right. Cook, yeah. <laughs> cook dinner a couple of times. See how or much supper, your kids have grown. Whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> introduce <laughs> your, introduce yourself, yourself to your, your wife. wife. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name's uh, Shane and I, I live here. It's a new relationship <laughs> really every year, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Remember we met that time? <laughs> we met back in March, I think it was, uh, in the driveway? <laughs> Do you, oh, you don't... You don't remember? Okay. Well, anyway. Uh, number three. Uh, precision, this, precision Construction wants to comment about the yeah, weather. Yeah. God, he's just all the time. So chat. Come on, Scott. <laughs> Get this guy a microphone. Precision Construction says, working in single digits Fahrenheit is better than working in triple digits. Absolutely. I, yeah. I completely agree with him. Yeah, if it's 109 out, that's, that's tough to work in. It's, if it's minus four out, mm-hmm. it's not bad. And we're t- like, I don't care if we're talking Fahrenheit, like doesn't matter. So minus four Celsius just in the winter would be a hell of a nice day. Oh, yeah. 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 No, yeah. No, problem. some guys in Phoenix are like, what do you mean? Minus four. Yeah. That's t-shirt weather. Fahrenheit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, exactly. Some, like some hot days are more draining on you than, than cold days. I always argue that you, you can dress for minus weather. You can dress for minus four. You can't dress for 109. No. No, exactly. You can only take off so many layers of my, clothing. Yeah. yeah. My, my fat is built in under the skin. I can't just, get to it. Just wear nothing but your dong and your mask. <laughs> yeah. Right? Just uh, two masks. I just feel a, like away just you go. a three-layer mask. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. like you're going to get in more trouble for taking off clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Disposable mask over your schnoz and another one over your other schnoz. <laughs> get after it. Uh, so yeah, I, I agree. A new England deck pros also agrees says he'd rather definitely rather work in the cold than in the heat. Yeah. So yeah, if you're, yep, there's no doubt about that. So, uh, keep on working back to number one, but uh, number three is to call your accountant. It's hard, especially if you're a business owner, who's a single crew operation, you're on the tools, whatever. It's hard to stay on top of your books the entire summer as well. And, and, you know, keep your uh, receipts in order and your whatever it's time at this time to call your accountant, get that stuff worked out. So when it comes to tax time, things are ready to go and there's no delays. And then you don't have to worry about stressing about it all freaking 
year. Mm-hmm. Or the year don't wait that. for your accountant to call or, you. Or the get year it after that. Get it ready and get it in there. Or the year after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As if I'm the only guy that's in the construction industry that paid three years of taxes at one time. It's called batching. So Lots it's, it's an efficiency way. If I'm going to sit at the accountant for an hour, I'm going to do that once every three years. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. It's awful. It's the worst part. Yeah. <laughs> but that also is good to do because getting your book sorted now gives you the appropriate data to make decisions now preparing for next year. Yeah, you need yeah. you need that information if for next year. If you didn't make money this year because you weren't charging enough or because you were burning fuel like it was free or yeah. because whatever, mm-hmm. knowing that now makes it easier to kind of make those adjustments before you get into the next you're year. You're in like 2024 and you're like, oh, I really handled that poorly then. Yeah. That was not good. I Yeah. I thought I was making more money than that. All that money I saved on not going to the accountant every year, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great news. You don't owe any taxes. Uh, bad news because you took three years of consecutive losses. Uh, but yay, right? You still owe me 1500 bucks for doing your taxes. Number four, assess which jobs made you money and which ones you lost on. So... Rolling off the accountant part, yeah. Uh, have a look back at your books and be like, okay, because this is a common question that people ask all the time of other people. What do you charge for a job? How do I price out these jobs? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The only certain way for you to do that is to do it yourself and then analyze and adjust. There's yeah. like, this is one of the most common questions in these forums and on Instagram and on Facebook from inexperienced deck builders asking other people and you just want to shout back, it doesn't matter what I charge. <laughs> because because there's so many variables at play that it really doesn't matter what somebody else charges. Because there's a, for a variety of reasons. Yeah. You're in a different market. The rates just may be different there. You might be uh, working for higher or lesser um, clientele. Mm-hmm. Not not like, not in quality of people. Lesser, yeah, yeah. No, this is a, the status thing. In that we lesser talk people about, thing. Right? In budgets. But I mean, what a high-end deck builder charges is going to be different than what a guy that throws a few decks together in the weekend is. So right, yeah. What do you charge? Well, 80 bucks a square foot. Well, are you crazy? I only charge eight bucks a square foot. Yeah, you're, and you're both right. <laughs> For your yeah, own exactly. circumstances, you might both be right. Yeah. Um, the materials cost may be different. The products you're using may be different. One guy might charge a different price to do treated than he does to do decorators voyage or azac vintage or something when you're working with higher end products you probably charge more because your mistakes cost a lot more too yep um there is the how big your crew is how experienced your crew is what you're paying your guys some guys pay their guys 15 bucks an hour in their labor some guy pays their carpenters 35 bucks an hour so that's going to dictate your costs some guys have multiple crews some guys work out of a truck some guys like simcoe work on a bike some guys (laughs) like some guys have lots of tools some guys don't like there's so many variables there's so such a difference in overhead uh, some guys have a full showroom that they have to pay for too. Like there's such a difference in variables that it really doesn't matter. You need to figure out your own numbers. And the only way to do that is to take your best guess at it, build the jobs, and then look back and be like, well, how close was I? Yeah. Yeah. But you have to look back. You that's, have to look That's back. the important step. Yeah, right. See, that's funny. And I think the most important step on that is to actually track when you're on the job, like pay attention to that, like track your hours, write down how long you were there. Right. Don't just be like, I did that job. It took me about four days. Right. But did you go for a callback? Yeah. So you, like, it's impossible to look a, back. Right. Yeah. Keep a log book. I was, I was awful at this. I never kept a log book. And then I would get checks and be like, Oh, I did that guy's basement. That was so great. I was there for whatever, three, three months. I did that basement and I was excited. And then you actually start to look back and it's like, no, it turns out I was there for four and a half months and I had five callbacks. And it's Mm -hmm. like, well, now if I actually break that out into an hourly, I didn't make even close to enough money. I mean, seven bucks an hour. Right? Right. But but the check seemed sweet because it was 14 grand all of a sudden showed up one One, day. One check. And you're like, that's (laughs) so good because you hadn't had any before. But anyways, I didn't keep a log book. I probably would now. I would certainly try to do it um, and just keep a better idea of what I was just keep track of things, right? Yeah, just like, like you lose things all the time, like your thumb. <clears throat> yeah, not all the time, just one time. <laughs> just one time. There's a bad, bad it's loss. Hard though. to lose that's it twice, that's for sure. <laughs> I have one more. Uh, happen. Anything could happen. <laughs> to scroll back on uh, the points here, Quigley Cable Rail on the Instagram says, I agree with Wade on not being as productive in the winter. Also, keep in mind how productive are you going to be installing a kitchen that you haven't done in nine months? Yeah. Like when you're all, when you haven't done that kind of work for a bit, you're slow anyway. You're not. Mm. <laughs> So you, 
you know, your yeah, efficiency right. level being super experienced and you just crushed out 107 decks over the summer to do another one, but you move a little bit slower because it's colder out. Like your loss in efficiency there might be equivalent to what it would have been Hanging doing some doors. finishing work because you haven't done a door in two years. Yeah. You're not really right? a finisher, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, good point there too. Um, but anyways, no, like getting into your books and knowing, cause this is also one, if you want to talk about what's important, this one is very, very important because <laughs> if you don't pay attention to it, you're out of business the next year. Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't take too long. Yep. So sit down, be like, okay, here's how many man hours went into that deck here. Here's who was working on the deck. Like how mm-hmm. efficient were my guys? And it's like, it might be more efficient to hire one $35 an hour guy than it is to have two laborers at 15 bucks an hour. Yeah, definitely. Because that guy is way more efficient. So the $35 an hour costs you less than the two guys at 30 bucks an hour. Yeah. I mean, that really, like, I think Wade hit it though. You won't be able to do that unless you, you get a log track it, right? of your shit. Yeah. Yeah. You got to log it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You got to keep track of it. You got to have the data to make decisions. That's for sure. Uh, number five, put a list together of the things that you want to change. Don't make the list too long. Pick two major changes you want to start on and five small changes. Or, is, or something like that. Yeah. I just read it all out because I forgot what you were going with on that. So that was a great note. You made a good note there. Really good note, right? Now you know. But now's the time to pivot if you need to, to implement new things into your business, to change things that aren't working. Um, and wade through down some, some rough guidelines of like, don't try to do it all in one year. Cause like, we can tell you how that'll go. Uh, <laughs> but did that go? Pick, Call one, me. <laughs> pick, yeah. pick cool. one or two major things you want to like, make it attainable, I guess is what you're saying. Um, yeah. And also not overwhelming. It's your off season. You don't need to be like, you don't need to be working flat out again. Yeah. Just trying to make some improvements. Like yeah. pick a, Pick a couple things that are just like, these two things are really important to me. I mm-hmm. absolutely want to create a good log system this year. So yep. like get that in place, figure yep. out where you're going to put that in your truck, how you're going to manage that. Right. There's a, there's an acronym for setting goals that you can apply to, which my son is learning in school right now. The smart acronym. If you are familiar with this. SMRT. Yeah. S-M-A-R-T. Okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have missed the step. I would have missed the step. <laughs> Let's see if I can remember what they are. Your goals should be specific. Yeah. Measurable. Uh-huh. Action oriented. Okay. Uh, where are we at now? R- are we R- at the R now? R- <laughs> Realistic. Okay. And timely, like time, timed, like times, like and they have an end date. There's an end. Yeah, there's a. You got to be date. done by this time. Yeah, like they should have. An, yeah, exactly. A termination point. Correct. That's, that's better than timed. Termination like, point. Yeah. Sounds like sounds. <laughs> more We're gonna change it up. It's gonna be termination point. Phone your no. teachers. Yeah, phone your son's teacher. Be like, mm, I thought about this for a whopping one second. I think you got, yeah, it, you wrong. got it wrong. <laughs> so lay those goals out. Uh, <laughs> tackle some of them. Pick off a few that you know you can do this year and uh, go crush it. Now's the time to do it. Yeah. Yep. Make a list. Shane loves lists. If you're not sure how to put them together, call him. But be specific. Specifics, I think, like the first one, and it's pretty important when making goals. Mm-hmm. Holy smokes, Wade. I don't know. You really crammed this next one into a small space here. I was writing and then ran out of room. That happens. Number six, uh, set up, like make a plan and set some targets for next year. Mm-hmm. So what do you, what do you got here? You got ad budget, repair so, budget, business expenses, yeah, my, sales targets. The plan was like, what are you going to spend on advertising? Yeah. What are you going to spend on repairs? Sure. Create some budgets, right? Just put some lines in there. And what was the other one? What did I put below that? Uh, you got sales targets, job counts, staff targets. Oh yeah. Yep. So yeah, now's the time to kind of plan the stuff That's out ahead so of time. Good. So you're not flying by the seat of your pants as much going into the following year, right? Yeah. You, now you can sit back and think like, was, were my crew sizes efficient? What did having three guys on site make sense? Could I do it with two guys? Mm-hmm. Did I need to have a fourth guy? Yeah. And plan that out to be like, here's what I need for staffing going into this year. So you don't then get into June and gut react and be like, well, I just got to hire a rent, just fill the bodies and whatever. Yeah. Cause that never works out real well. Nope. Um, and also plan your budget. So what did I spend on fuel this year? Was I making multiple trips to Lumberyard that I maybe didn't need to make? Should I just order extra material and save those trips and save on fuel? Like, here's what I should be spending on fuel. What do I have to spend on advertising? How much revenue did I make this year? What's What chunk of my revenue is associated to wages? And is there a way to be more efficient with that? Like, mm-hmm. just kind of budget that out. You don't need a super big explanation there. Just make a budget, I think, is the moral of that story. Yeah. Um, also, take into consideration a few... Well, maybe we're going to get to this. Um, yeah, we're going to get to it. So we'll leave it. Number seven, develop strategic partnerships. And so now's the time because you have the time and the people you're going to talk to 
will have the time to want to talk to you and listen. Because if you call a landscaper in June and be like, hey, could we go out? He's going to be like, uh, yeah, uh, no. I'm busy. <laughs> can we go for supper? Uh, sure, yeah. How's 7 o'clock? Yeah, sounds good. 7 o'clock, January 14th. Um, what we mean by this is align yourself with some other contractors for the most part or yep. designers, landscapers, people who work in backyards, pool, many, uh, pool installers, um, hot tub places, even general renovation guys because they might not do decks, but they're certainly getting asked about it. Like if somebody goes in and finishes yeah. a guy's basement or does his kitchen and those people need a deck, the first person they always ask is a guy that they were happy with before. Could you do decks too? Mm-hmm. No, I don't, but I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So align yourself with these other businesses. Because also, if somebody comes to you and, you and you're only a deck builder and somebody comes to you and is like, I want to flip my whole backyard. It, want, it needs to be very um, consistent feel throughout it and whatever else. You're, you're going to need a partner in that. Mm-hmm. They might want one person kind of overseeing the whole thing to make sure that everything vibes well or happens in the right order. So you might need a landscaper. You might have to call the guy and be like, hey, I need to finish the whole backyard. I'm doing the deck. Need you guys to come and do this. You might need an electrician. You need to run a new plug outside or mm-hmm. run the patio heater or whatever. You might, yeah, you might need a designer to like put the image together for you yeah. so you can like work through this. So these partnership things are, they're great. And this is a good time to do it now because it's top of mind for everybody. We've all just yeah. gone through the season, right? And so we're like, everybody's tired, but still very familiar with it. Mm-hmm. So Build that stuff now, get amped up, reach, like just kind of recharge for the winter. And then in the spring, it's like touch base again. Okay. Well, now you have a time, have time. We're doing this. You can sit down with a guy, another company, whatever, for a couple hours and hash some things out. No problem. Whereas Mm -hmm. like without the stress of everything else going on in the world at the same time. Yeah. But it it works both ways, right? You sometimes need people to help you finish a job. Mm -hmm. So it's good to have those people in your pocket. You need some people sometimes just to refer to keep a cast, like make a customer happy. If you can, like maybe you can't do the job, but they're super happy with you. If you can recommend somebody who can, yep. and then that vibes well with you. And then on the other hand too, that same work's going to come back your way too. You'll be the guy that the other guys recommend. Yep. Or if somebody's landscaping a whole yard and they want a deck as a part of it, it's like you get the phone call. So yeah, reach out, make those relationships. Those are the big ones. Pool guys, landscapers, other contractors, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Number eight. Now's the time to go make sure that you've updated all your loyalty programs. So if you're a Trex Pro or a Firon Pro or a TimberTech Pro or whatever you want to call it, um, again, this whole paperwork thing is tough to stay on top of during the year, but there's actual value in these programs that'll Some pay you in cash. Like really good too. But you only get it if you do the work. You got to get submit your invoices or whatever. And sometimes... Like sometimes the warranties are attached to this stuff. You got to register warranties, which you can do for your customers or whatever. So get into your loyalty programs, your pro programs, and make sure you have all your stuff updated there. Not only from the point of like, oh, there's a kickback because I have a bunch of jobs I did and I need to submit those invoices to get the kickback, but also take a look at your profiles because places like Trex's Pro, whatever, you have a profile page on there. Yeah. There's somebody's going to look something up about you. There's a good chance they end up on the Trex Pro's profile page of yours before they end up on your own website or something. So make sure all the inform- information there is accurate mm-hmm. and you're doing a you're you're presenting yourself well on these profile pages. Upload some pictures, right? Update yep. it. Do like put some of your projects on from the summer. Yeah, exactly. Like update that stuff and <clears throat> look if see if there's more programs. Maybe you're a Trex Pro, but maybe you could also become a cam like a, some other company that yeah. you're using their products, maybe like you a railing it. pro or something. Yeah. Become a regal deck star or whatever the, it might be. Right. Yeah. So get out there and try to, to uh, update and maintain and, and use your loyalty. Programs. Yeah. And those things are, they're great. Like they're, they're hokey, but, but they do work. They're like, they're good for you. Yeah. They, they help you. That's, it's a yeah. little wee bit of work. Yeah. But, and I think if you update your stuff and then kind of complain a little bit to your rep about how archaic it is, they might even get an app to make life easier. Right. Yeah. Right. Complain. <laughs> complain. Yeah. <laughs> Be the squeaky wheel. Well, <laughs> uh, number nine, attend virtual trade shows. Yeah. So normally this would be on our list of things to do in person, go down to deck expo, maybe hit up IBS, go to your local spring show, home shows the national outdoor and garden shows, whatever it might be. So 
but this year you're gonna have to do that virtually. Yeah. A lot of these shows are still happening, right? Like people yeah. are still, they're still putting on shows. So we belong to the WRLA. The WRLA is actually still hosting its show, but it's all going to be virtual. You have to tune in. Um, the shows are being creative and different things that they're offering. So they're, yeah. they're trying to offer it over a longer period of time now so that it works for people. Um, often the admission is quite a bit lower or free, mm -hmm. right? And the vendors are picking up the tab on this stuff now. So um, it's certainly worth at least Googling and looking them up, right? To see, yep. to see what's available. Like if you usually attend Deck Expo, look it up, see if like, see what's going on with that. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. It, maybe it works for you. Maybe it doesn't. I'm not a super big fan of like zoom meetings or watching that stuff yeah. digitally like that, but um, there certainly is value in it still. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it's a compromise. These virtual trade shows, obviously this isn't the way that anybody wants to do it. No, the, the trade, you know, the, the committees that are putting the shows on the vendors that are there, the people taking them in, nobody wants to do them this way, but this is the option. It's this, or, it's this or nothing right now. Yeah. So on a normal year though, the value of going to these things is, is ed primarily educational and, and networking. Yes. Um, so educational from being on top of the industry and seeing the products that are out there, but also sometimes they have an educational component to them. Like the deck expo does has, yes. has uh, educational strategy or sessions. Yeah. The different courses that kind of get offered at that time. Right? Yeah. Running mm -hmm. concurrent with the show. So you can go take the education and they're usually quite good. Um, like they're summer, summer not. <laughs> they're taught by, by a subject matter expert. It's not just like <laughs> random people regurgitating a book or whatever. It's guys and girls teaching you from a position of expertise. So they're good to take those in. And then the trade show floor, like see the new products. Yeah. Like what if Azek has new colors coming out? It's nice if you're the, like, does it make an impact in your business? Maybe, maybe not, but it's never hurts to be the most informed guy bidding on a job. Yep. I mean, if you get excited about a product, you'll probably push it more and sell it. Right. You talk about it. Yep. Yeah. Or maybe there's a new product that doesn't even exist yet. Like you go out there, like at some point. Does that make any sense? Like could, deck magnets. Right. Well, it doesn't exist yet in your market. Like it's a new product. Oh, I like see. Imagine, oh, going okay. to, imagine going to a trade show and seeing helical piles for the first time. Oh yeah. Right. And that like. Mind blown. Now that has changed your entire business. But you might have been a year or two, three late to the game had you not seen them presented somewhere first. Yep. So just that kind of thing. And then the networking component. I know that we really love the networking component. Um, different, like introverted people are maybe not going to appreciate that as much. Maybe they don't want to go and be around a bunch of crowds of people and whatever, but a lot of guys. But we do. don't see those people, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah. They're usually the ones hiding behind the curtain and peeking out and we're like, is that Wade and Shane? Um <laughs> but the networking part for a lot of guys is the, is the best part. It's like, it's just a chance to kind of unwind. These shows usually happen in the off season. So it's a chance to kind of go and unwind with guys, talk about the year, learn from each other a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just a great time. So, um, number 10, call some reps or lumberyards and get some information about next year's lineup. So now's the time, like speaking of strategic partnerships, these are, these can be them a little bit. Um, Reach out to the reps. Hey, is there anything? Is there anything new coming? Is there any new programs? Any changes to your warranties, etc.? And maybe you know, maybe end up going out for uh, you know a drink or a lunch or something with a rep to kind of build that relationship a little bit too. Yeah, and learn a little lunch and learn, and then more so with your uh, potential lumberyards. I have so much to say, like the steel framing <laughs> stuff, right? So if you're kicking around the idea of steel framing, yeah, now is a really good time to do that. Go talk to somebody about it. Who's like, who's your rep in the area? You know. Etc. Okay. I thought you had a lot to say about that. <laughs> no, that was it. Caught me off guard. Like, I was like, so I was like, I thought it was going to be long. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was just like at that time, it was like, oh my goodness. Because, you know, I'm old now. So I forget these things. Right, right. right. But that's a great point though. If you're thinking about doing steel framing, now's the time to get some information on it. Maybe get some of it and play around with it to your point. Get some pricing. Build a small landing. Like tear the landing off of your garage in yeah. your house. Tear it off and put one on. Tell the rep you're like listen, sell this to me at cost because I want to promote this next year and I'm going to build my own landing. I'll pay for it, but I want it like, I want to work with it. I want to see if I can actually do this. Yeah. Right. And so I don't know that that could do it too. Yeah. Um, or the lumber yards. So you've, oh, you've, yeah. uh, you, you guys. Yeah. And then go to the lumber yard and grind them. Yeah. Right. Bring in the shittiest <laughs> price list you have and then just <laughs> grind and grind and make it so they don't make any money. They but I mean, it's just stuff. not a bad idea to, to stay connected with them over the off season anyway, in, in my opinion, because this is when we're doing our bookings. Yes. 
And this is when pricing starts come. We may not have it yet um, to give to you, but this is when, like, if you are wanting something from your lumberyard, if you're like, oh man, I always use whatever. I really wish I could always have two by 12, 20 footers. Now's the time, not yeah. in July. Yeah. Because it may not even be that possible in July, depending on distribution and where it is to it even need, get it at that point. It might not even be possible at this point, but right. get that information into the lumberyard's hands yep. so they can help you. Like mm-hmm. a lot of our purchasing is done by, by January one, we're mostly done buying. Yeah. And so oh, okay. it's like, get in, get in here, come talk to us, tell us, you know, yeah, you guys carry two by 10 tens. I don't need tens. I need twenties. Yeah, I, yeah. I need beam material. Yeah. I want LVLs for beams. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know. I like you guys carry four by four, ten, eights and tens, but not nines. Like this is an, this is a real thing, a thing, but not nines. We prefer to use nines for these things, whatever, but we buy tens for you because that's what you have. And, and it's then like, oh, okay, oh, then we'll put nines in. We can buy nines. We didn't know. Yeah. Now, now we have nines. So if you give us that feedback to say like, Hey, my needs aren't being hundred percent met. Let us know so that we can. Make and an if you're the guy it. that buys like three or four, four by fours a year, don't come <laughs> talk to me. But like, yeah. but if you buy 20 lifts of four by fours a year or fence boards and you like, you really like eight foot fence boards for some reason, not sixes, then like talk to, talk to your yard. So especially cause now is the good time, right? It's the best time. No customers in the stores. Yeah. yeah. We can actually sit down and visit yeah. with you too. Right. But go as, through that whole reason, especially with lumber because, um, having a little insight into what's going to happen next year with lumber again, if we don't order it now and you come to us in May and say like, ah, you know what? I'm actually, my fences, I found last year, my six foot fence boards. I actually want to be, I want them like six foot six. So I want longer. Fence. We're Too not going to be able to get them it's next over. year. Mm-hmm. Like if your orders aren't in for lumber this year, you're not, they've, they've told us up front, like you're not going to be able to change much in the year, like maybe minor adjustments here and there, but don't think that you're going to like order 20 lifts of fence boards right now. And then in May decide that you should have ordered 40 not going to happen. Not happening. Yeah, you get like 21 or 22. <laughs> you might be able to get one or two more, but <laughs> like it. at like doubling your order, not going to happen. So if you know, chat with your yards. Yep. Um, number 11. Now's the time to kind of do some cleanup. Shop cleanup, tool cleanup, vehicle cleanup, and some maintenance. Get your vehicles all oil changed, check your tires, do all the maintenance that's required on your vehicles, whether you have heavy equipment or just trucks and trailers. Now's the time to tune them all up, make sure they're in good shape for next year. Yeah, run your, like, take your saws in, right? Get the sharpened blade. Get all the teeth sharpened up and take Um, them apart. Yeah, clean the nailers. Like, everybody has, like, framing nailers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really good to take those in, take them apart, oil them up. Clean them up. Just, like, dust them all out. Yeah, oil them. Exactly. Yeah. Change it, like, get new batteries. Put on a good... Test your batteries. Put on a good Taylor Swift song and get in the garage and go to it, right? Yeah. (laughs) Is that what you do, right? (laughs) Little T-swizzle. I used to... uh, I used to go to a spin class every once in a while, and there was this guy by the name of Len that ran the class, and he, like, he loved Taylor Swift. It was... uh, So, in a... a And... 45 minutes spin class, you'd listen to six Taylor Swift songs. So, anyways... If they were the Every- ones when she was just done a breakup, you might have only got three in, <laughs> right? They're long <laughs> ballads. Sadness. Yeah. Anyways. Um, anybody that's on the Instagram, if you have any other uh, points, items that you think you do during the winter, or during your off season that you think would be valuable for other people and you're willing to share, please put them into the comments of the uh, Instagram live here. I, I think next time we ask for info from the live audience. I think we should ask that like a couple of times, start middle and give these guys a chance. Yeah, probably. Know? Is there any other ones that you would like? We, you're now having read through the list live here that you're like, ah, oh, we probably should have included this in there. No. Are you guys going to do all this stuff or started? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> We've started some of it. So, yeah, I mean, there are things that, We've said this before when we give out these lists of what you should do. We're not claiming to be perfect mm-hmm. in these regards. Like these are the things that you th- you're capable of thinking of. You know you should be doing them, but you might not be executing on. So yeah, we're gonna do a lot of these. Um, we've got it. We've actually got some time this winter because we're not opening a new store. Mm. Um, just kidding. We're opening all the markets. <laughs> Everybody, get ready for the show. Um, it's gonna be the greatest. <laughs> but we'll have more we time have to do this kind stores. of stuff ourselves too, right? Then. Um, than we have in the past. We so. put these lists together because these are 
like we sit down and think about the things we want to do. Right. And do I execute? Absolutely not. Like we don't, there's no chance we get all 11 or 12 items down. Um, but we'll try. This list is more for contractors too, right? There's a lot of stuff in here that doesn't apply to us. Like we're, there's not a whole, I mean, I guess the vehicle repair and stuff does, but like tool repair, we don't have a whole lot of that to do. Right. We don't have to go through that. Yeah. But we're not keeping trailers stocked or anything or, um, that was actually part of that. It was supposed to be part of that was like restock your trailer. Mm. Like yeah. build out your trailer to be organized. It creates an efficiency for you and get it loaded up, get it stocked up, get your screws in there, your structural screws in there, your yeah. leg bolts, your whatever. Right? Everything's on your sale right strips. now. You got mm, lots yeah. of cash, right? Loaded up. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention too on the one strategic partnership is we talked about maybe, I don't know if you wrote this in here somewhere, but, but the, the design service. So more and more people are doing, oh, you did. Um, more, it's becoming more and more common for people to offer uh, 3D visual designs to their customers. Some yes. people do it on every bid. Some people do it just when the job's won, etc. cetera. Um, however, we know firsthand how much effort and time that takes not only to learn the program, to even be able to capable of doing it, but then to actually do it when you get called. So <laughs> let's say you've put the, the few weeks of learning the program in to even do it. But when somebody calls in June in the middle of your busiest season and says, hey, I want this super like... Mm-hmm. super detailed 3d plan done up. That's going to take you two days of effort to do. You don't have time to do that. Even if you know how, no. So, and then you also know, like you, you begrudgingly do it because you know, for sure that you're going to have to do revisions. And it's like, yeah, it's two days plus mm. whatever Ugh. time it takes to, to f- like see it through to the end. Right? You get all jaded. You're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then it's like by the third or fourth time somebody calls, you're like, why am I doing this? This is so awful. There's no chance I make enough money. But you've kept a log and you realize that you are. <laughs> but you don't want to not offer the service because it helps your close rate so significantly. The guy who gives the design as part of his package, I would say, unless you do something to really bugger that up, is probably going to win that job. If you if yeah. you get a bunch of other guys who are like, yeah, the job's going to cost 28 grand. For what? For the deck. The stuff that I'm putting on. Well, like, how? what are you doing differently? Like... The guy with the design says like, yep, this is going to cost 27 grand or 32. He might be more, he can be more because you're showing them what they're getting. Right. And then they can get it and visualize it. So where I'm going with this, so the time thing, we offer that service to contractors and you don't have to be from here. We can do it from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's fairly simple. It can all be done online. You just email in the information we need and we do the designs for you and deliver them back to you. And then you go to customers. We had some contractors. You've done some, right? You did some. Yeah, we were like doing some remote right ones. And there's some contractors that have used it and they're like, they love it. And so we've got the option of doing them one by one or a subscription service. If you think you're going to be pumping out a lot of them that you like, we're basically on call for you and you send your stuff in, we do it. Um, designers send it back to you and like you get to offer that service without all the time and money investment into the programs. And well, I think it's pretty darn good, Wade. So, uh, consider that the Wade's got to look at the log books. Consider that the (laughs) pitch for that. And somebody just said here, you got to charge for it. Yes. So Here's the thing. Not only Susa. not only is Our this a chance Steve. to um, increase your close rate significantly, increase your customer satisfaction significantly, but you can charge for this. And you can charge whatever you want. Like we charge obviously to do it for you, yep. but there's no restriction on what you can charge the customer. So if I'm charging you 500 bucks, there's nothing stopping you from charging a thousand. So you yeah. can make money on it. Or like however you want to do it, the, the financials of it is up to you, but there's a chance to make money have a better chance of closing the job yeah. and having better satisfaction from your customer. Like those are pretty, three pretty, uh, three pretty mm, key good, things. Those are good points. They're a pretty good point, right? They're, um, they're a good point. I think I'd, I would, I'd buy in. From the Instagram, some more points. Quigley Cabriel says, take an educational class or two, catch up on your reading. Um, yeah, I thought we kind of touched on a little bit about, mm. but maybe not in those exact Virtual words, but show. for sure, like, yeah, now's the time to do some learning. Get into the websites, look some yep. stuff up. If you uh, if you found that you constantly didn't know how to do something on the job last year and it slowed you down to kind of figure it out, or you have a way of doing something, but you're like, it does, like I find that I have to go what back and do this every time a certain way. Ask around, research. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a better or easier way to do it. Maybe he was talking about reading like Judy Bloom books instead. Judy Bloom. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> VC Andrews novels. Yeah. So... Anyways, I think this is a, I think it's a pretty good list. Um, hopefully people find what do you some guys, value in it. What do you guys think is the most important? Like, what's the one thing, one takeaway that you definitely should do off this list? Uh, Go to your account. Like you, yeah, you have to know your numbers. Yeah. So this is, 
It's the worst one. The reason it, the reason it's the worst one is because it makes you realize how shitty you are. (laughs) No, for real. It's the worst one. It's the hardest one on your ego. Yeah. Because you think you're crushing it or you, or, or you like, you have to do the stuff you don't like to do. Mm. And it's, so it's the worst part of the whole list. For me, it was right. Some guys love it, but I like, for me, it was just awful. It's and a big then, reality. Yeah. Check. And it's a huge reality check. You go in and you're like, oh, I did so great. I bought this and I bought this. And your accountant's like, dude, you, like, you didn't make any money. What? No. Yeah. And you don't ever want to be brought to that realization. That's not it fun. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Right. But taking care of it and making sure that you are fixing it. Quite rewarding. Uh, yeah. You get to stay in business. Yeah, and you right, get to make exactly. some tweaks, right? And you're like, the reason you're in business is because you love doing what you're doing. So talk to your accountant and yeah, get like, I don't, I think that's the most important one. If nothing else, you have to do that one. Because if you don't do that one, but you do all the other ones, you're still out of business. There because you, you don't know, you know what I mean? There you go. Clean your tools till the cows come home. If you ain't making money, <laughs> that ain't going to help you stay in business. So that's for sure the most important one. But I think a lot of these are very important if you're trying to improve your business. It depends on what state your business is in too. Some guys may have a lot of these checked off already and that's why they're yeah. successful. Right. Uh, other guys might be just starting and be like, well, I never thought to like take care of my tools now. So I'm not replacing them in the middle of the summer or whatever, or truck breaks down because I've whatever. Right. Yeah. Or I didn't Speaking of that, book enough leads because I didn't. We got to get yours in. I drove it yeah, the other well, day. You, you know. took my, you went to Saskatoon, you took the Ford. I drove yours. I get in and was like, washer fluid's empty. You need an oil change. One yeah. tire's low. I was like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Out of fuel. It was like, boy, oh, You boy. just got to trade trucks every once in a while. Yeah. That's strange. Like yeah. it was fine when I parked it there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, a full tank. I'm sure of it. <laughs> so, so yeah, it, yeah. it depends. Because I imagine that if you have a business that you have a full-time bookkeeper, your accountant probably isn't the most important step right. in your business. Cause yeah, you already, right. cause you have that, but yeah. To each their own. Yeah. So document that list, have a look at it, see which ones are uh, that you're doing already, which ones you should add and um, listen to this again. Cause there's a lot of good value in there, I think. So anyways, until next week when we record episode one zero five, enjoy your week and uh, stay warm out there. And good luck to the U.S. with the hey, election. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Now you know what we're about. Uh-huh. Check the site. Come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening. <laughs>